Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside a PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. You can download this by subscribing on the DA Show podcast feed. You'll get the best of the show as well as the full four hours and the PGP, or its own permission-granted podcast feed. You can search that as well on podcasts. Search Permission Granted, subscribe, rate, and review. That helps other people find the podcast as well. Thank you for subscribing. So we had a long conversation today. I think the highlight of today, well, there's a lot of highlights from today's Tuesday show. But one of the highlights certainly was you taking a lot of flack from us for your post-Giants video that you posted on social media, WFAN posted on social media, Giants beat the Panthers, you jumped up on the bar, you made a bad sneeze joke because one of the Giants defensive players kind of has a first name that sounds like Achu. Aziz Ojulari. And it's like Azahir Hakim, and that was Chris Berman's NFL primetime thing. So you made that joke, landed pretty flat. Then you take a Panthers jersey and wipe your buttocks with it, and you throw it, and then you, you know. I tried to rev up the let's go, big win Sunday, that kind of thing. Right. I'm sure Aiden's going to insert this right here. (laughs) That's amazing. Aziz, God bless you. A happy Sunday for once. What is this? Matt, rule this. <laughs> we win finally. Let's go. Hello, uh, uh, Nancy, are you listening? <laughs> Nancy, I was not at Bob's bar on Sunday, and your son jumped up on the bar, wiped his butt with a Panthers jersey, and sent it to the most powerful sports radio station in the world to post on their Twitter account that has hundreds of thousands of followers. Nancy, it's not me. You're right. Two other quick caveats, because I've had to have meetings with WFN's digital department. Apparently, my reaction videos after the games are doing better <laughs> view-wise. Of course they are. 
than any of their Monday through Friday stuff that they put up, which is asking them for more me, more me, more me. I didn't ask for that, but people are clicking on these like crazy, apparently. Apparently, their Instagram gets no traction, only gets traction when videos of me get posted. I didn't ask for that. Number two, the one criticism I did get from Giants fans who listen to my podcast and everything like that is, I really like you, but sometimes you're way too negative. You're, there's nothing positive you ever see. So... Both of those things viewing in my head, like, I have to do something because FAN feels like my videos are getting a lot of traction, and I'm also weighing on all these giant fans who think I'm too negative, so here I went with this rah-rah, oh my goodness, we won this game, we haven't won a game like this since 2012, and now it led to people going, you're an embarrassment. But so, you can't cheer without wiping your butt? I tried to do something crazy in it. I agree, look, I agree, but this is when you're talking about, like, you know, wanting to be approached. It's like a quarterback, a quarterback. You throw an interception, what can you learn there? I'm going to learn from this video, and I'm going to go on. You're not going to learn from this video. We're going to no do this not again even a little bit. in a week. No, I'm not going to wipe my butt again. I'm done wiping my butt. Wait till win three when you have to find something else and you have nothing else to, to come up with. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to happen over and over again. It we should, know this. We, then why are we saying I'm going to improve and move on to Cincinnati? Why are we saying that? Because it doesn't change. It never changes. And so this was posted on WFAN social media account and as crude and as as base and as lowbrow as this was, you actually got credit for it. Yes. The boss actually liked it. Yes, and the heads of the digital department very much liked it too. So Now you were embarrassed by it upon watching it. So what do you think they liked about it? Well, I it's weird because the thing that everybody found so crude, I'm less embarrassed by. I'm not really embarrassed by the fake wiping the butt with the Panthers jersey because I didn't actually wipe my butt with it. That that to me was just, you know, we're going to stomp this team out. I'm being disrespectful to this team. I was more embarrassed by it because the joke was bad. Mm-hmm. In the end, I overall found the video not funny, a little ridiculous. Mm-mm. It, I was more embarrassed by the comedy behind it than the actual wiping the butt maneuver that people were embarrassed by. What I think bosses like about it, I think, to put it very much in a vacuum, I think they like views. I think they like when they see things that people are watching. And I think uh, there were plenty of giant fans' reactions were very similar, like, let's go, let's celebrate. And it was kind of like a rah-rah we finally had a happy moment, a bad year, and here's Mraz being an idiot, enjoying the happy moment. But this is not a rivalry. It's not like you're wiping your butt with a Cowboys jersey no. or an Eagles jersey. So couldn't this just be the celebration for any win? No, but very insidey Giants. The big storyline going into the game was that the Giants missed out on Matt Rule and how much better they would be with Matt Rule. So the Panthers have kind of become this, you know, if you like Joe Judge, and I kind of do, this screw them. We're going to, you know, prevail kind of deal. And there also is the shock value. I can't hammer this home enough because anybody who's not a Giant fan is not going to understand this. They were three-point underdogs. They should have been 10-point underdogs. They're awful. They had not won a game by 22 or more points since 2009. They outscored the Panthers 20 to nothing in the second half. They hadn't had a half of football where they outscored an opponent by 20 points since 2008. We're talking about over a decade to see exactly what just happened in that game. That's a crazy moment. But there's so many other ways you can celebrate a crazy moment besides wiping a butt. There absolutely are. 
And I got to be honest, I just, I, I think I froze in real time. When the, when the ending of the game happened, and of course I get the phone blowing up from the people in digital. It was a blowout. You have plenty of time to think about this. It wasn't a last-second win. So truth be told, with because they weren't losing, because they were winning, it was also my dad's birthday. It wasn't like, you know, I have a deal before the game where they're like, hey, make sure this video is done. They text me during the game to see how the game went, that kind of deal. I kind of was under the impression, you know what, they won, awesome win, it wasn't a bad loss where they're going to want me yelling and screaming. I really was ill-prepared for the moment. I really was to make a video. for them. But this clearly is a direction that's been headed this way for me through the company, that I'm the Giants rah-rah guy. I knew I had this Panthers jersey downstairs at my parents. I I said, let's do it. Let's just do it. I think I, on hindsight, I wish I was more prepared for some kind of yelling but analytical script on what went well and ending with the I still would have gone butt wipe. I think I would have gone that regardless. But it was just the approach I had I didn't love. Why does your mom think that we're ruining your reputation by talking about you poorly on air when you do things like that it's completely unmotivated by us? You're going with an old narrative and an old storyline. My mom doesn't like this. In fact, she told me I should not send that when she was outside. Don't send that. You're embarrassing yourself. So she, and she also said uh, something else a week or two ago that had nothing. She's getting less off my bandwagon. Oh, it was the uh, the, the lead up to Peyton being born. Ah, oh, stinks. I better not miss football and all that. She was devastated by that. I shouldn't be talking like that with having kids. So to you, that's a fr- I'm telling you, I'm living in a life where that narrative with my mother is an old narrative. She's gone reverse. She's with you guys now. It's a, you know, a heel turn. Okay, so she understands that you do this to yourself. Yes, 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 yes. I think there might be a part of her that wishes when it comes to picking on me that she does the picking and nobody else does that on the show, but she clearly has seen in the last month doesn't like my own direction. I mean, because, look, you might have been handpicked within the company to be the Giants rah-rah guy. You host a Giants podcast. You do some Giants post games. But when you send that video, when that's your reaction video, butt wipe, it's a joke and a butt wipe, a sneeze joke and a butt wipe, you've certainly painted yourself into a certain way that this is your, that's your brand now. Your brand is kind of crass, obnoxious, drunk and lout at MetLife Stadium. And maybe they want that to reflect the, the common fan. But that's certainly not like a media take. That's certainly not like positioning yourself. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't pretend that this is, you know, hey, I'm going to interview Aziz Ojolari after the game, and while we do this, I'm also going to wipe my butt. I understand that. I think what I'm going for and what the <laughs> station is going for mm-hmm. is, hey, embrace the being an emotional fan. But, and this is where I will be transparent, there's being an emotional fan where you're really upset after games, and I feel like I've captured that well. But not much success, so how do I capture the celebration well? And I think I'm 0 for 1. <laughs> I just love how you said I ran out of ideas. They've won two well, games this year. Again, a lot of that played into it. I was not. I was ill-prepared for a win. I was really ecstatic that they won. I Okay, I have a Panther jersey. Let's do this. But I, you know, I could have, you know, Daniel Jones won hit. You know, I could have been more like... What you know? What a moment this was! And instead, I'm I'm making sneeze jokes and you know giving you all let's go like I'm in the upper deck. Let's go back to your dad's birthday because you posted this on social media as well. Sure. This unbelievable spread of Chinese food. 
I'd like to know, A, how many people that fed, and B, does your dad love Chinese food that much? Are you giving me the middle finger right now? <laughs> no, I'm just waving my temple <laughs> okay. as, I, as I try to reflect back on all the gross social media I've consumed from you for the last yeah. couple of days. I'm trying to separate them all in my mind. So, yeah, my dad obviously wanted to watch the Giant game, have whoever at the house. He had his sister over, my aunt, my uncle, us. Uh, my one sister's actually in California, Vegas, so she wasn't there. And he said, I, I want Yanni. This is a Chinese place on Long Island that's a couple towns away, so it's kind of an ordeal to get. Okay, we're not going to go out to dinner, obviously, because we have the newborn baby. We'll order it in. My other sister's going to go pick it up. So he got really caught up at the end of the Giant game because we were going to do it by halftime of the Bucks bears or whatever. All right, Dad, what do you want us to order? You know, of course, my mom's not going to pick up the phone. It's on me and my other sister, Sarah, to figure out what we want to order. Just order a bunch of stuff. I don't care. Because at this point, a couple neighbors had walked by because the Giants won't wish my dad happy birthday. And he had no, you know, ability to, like, who's here for dinner? Like, he just saw a bunch of people walking at the Giant. He was like, oh, here's my credit card. You know, do whatever. And he just had Your us. dad bought his own birthday Yeah. Meals? And, like, me and my sister were more than one that he's like, no, 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 no. You know, because I want, you know, I want to make sure. Have, don't you have to insist that you buy him his birthday meal? Yes. And I've done it each of the last couple of years. But. You know what? There was no, no, because everybody's here. Everybody's here. And, of course, what happens, he has us order almost $300 worth of Chinese food. I mean, courts and trays <laughs> and everything else. And, I, you know, I had Instagram story this going because this is way ridiculous. And, of course, what happens by the time the Chinese gets there, most of the neighbors have left, and it's about eight of us left there with $300 worth of Chinese food, <laughs> which the point of me posting was it was a ridiculous amount of Chinese food. Nobody needs that much Chinese food. So, that's what we had, and I'm sure he's still eating leftovers now on a Tuesday. <laughs> you know, different types of dumplings and sesame chickens and pepper steaks. And... Kenny Brock texted me, does anybody in that house cook? That's not fair. Does anybody in that family cook? There's a lot of cooking that's done, especially <laughs> on the weekends. It was his birthday. He wanted Chinese food. What am I going to tell him? Your daddy ate 12 Krispy Kremes from <laughs> Kansas City down to New he Orleans. Sure did. You never, you know, what people want is what they want. I mean, there are Sundays, you know, there's chicken cutlets made, there's pasta made, all of that. <laughs> this is what he wanted. It was his birthday. He couldn't go out to eat because of the baby. He wanted John, Yanni, so we got it. Yanni's? Yanni's. I think it's just called Yanni, but we call it Yanni's. I don't know. It's good. It was good food. I had two plates. <laughs> so... Bogus says you guys get a lot of commentary when you guys host, like you did on Friday, that things go off the track more when you guys host. Why do you think that is? Because he didn't understand that. I truthfully don't understand either. And it's funny because him and I had not talked about those tweets because I saw those tweets too. You know, you get home Friday, you relax. You're like, great show today. You guys are so zany when DA's out. It's a great fill-in crew. And, wow, this show really goes off the rails. And, you know, I, I like to go back and re-listen to as much as I can. I do the best of stuff. I... I don't know because it, you know, we're giving you the stupid, funny laughing with with Thunder and News. We might be overselling a third sound check that was really funny, like you know we did today with the wiping the butt thing. We kind of just fall in line, follow the checklist of every DA show, and it's again the serious segments or whatever you want to call them, like cold open or we did you know, several said we broke down the Titans, Chiefs, the Bengals. It wasn't like we're just sitting there playing whoopee cushions and stuff as the. <laughs> You know, we're giving you an honest conversation about the Bengals and Ravens, so I don't know what the listeners are hearing that's different. It kind of bothers me, too, because I look at that situation when you're out as like, all right, look, I'm more than just, you know, Fritos and corn and corn dip guy. Like, I, all right, here's what I have to say about the Titans and the Chiefs, but this is what listeners get out of it, so I don't know. 
But then again, I follow that up with wiping my butt with a jersey on a Sunday. So I make my own bed. <laughs> the short stuff today was so incredible. I took a nap yesterday. I usually get a nap in midday. <laughs> and I woke up to Zach Gelb texting us the screenshots of Schwartz's tweets. And all three of them were just so remarkable in their Schwartziness. The Tom Brady story yesterday in the 600th ball made the wave. So, of course, when you're thinking about what do fans get and receive for having memorabilia, you think Peter Schwartz, and he did not shy away. This fan received a signed Mike Evans jersey, his game cleats, $1,000 credit to a team store, some signed jerseys and a helmet. Pete responds, they couldn't throw in a a TB autograph ball from one of the other touchdown passes? I would have given it back too, but I would have demanded a bigger haul. (laughs) Number two, Peter Schwartz, I mean, look, when you think diets, you think losing weight, you think Peter Schwartz, he apparently has been very vocal about a health scare, much like his broken hip. He had some kind of heart situation. So yesterday he tweeted, now he's 13 pounds down since the scare. Go see a doctor, you know, follow my lead on health. Great. 13 pounds. Nice job. I wish I could lose 13 pounds in two weeks, Pete. Somebody asked Pete, well, Pete, what's your secret? I just eliminated junk food and also just making smarter decisions for meals, avoiding fried food as much as I can, and also cutting down significantly on soda. Oh. That is my Achilles heel. Now, I'm just having soda with dinner. (laughs) The third one takes the cake. Dear at Twitter, at verified, three dots, you have declined me for a blue check mark <laughs> on two prior occasions. But I now have 7,700 followers and would like you to reconsider. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you heard, but I'm hosting a show on WFAN on Sunday. Please make note of it. One retweet, four li- 14 likes. It was like, if I, again, if I would write Schwartz tweets. From a comedy standpoint, <laughs> this is what they would be. Well, well but the, you're, the best part is there's so many that happened on that day that Zach Elbert sent us once. I responded. Then he followed up with that one. Oh, my goodness. And then I had to respond after you would respond. I go, you missed the best one. He goes, what's that? There were so many that you actually could miss them. I couldn't believe, though, out of all of them. Now, kind of shaming the fan that gave up the Tom Brady football for not enough in return was just playbook Schwartz. Of course, I would have leveraged this into getting this, that, and the other thing. Like, yes, of course you would have because that's all you ever care about is getting free stuff from football teams and et cetera. Then the other one about the diet is hysterical in its in its self-delusion where he's trying to be this, like, icon of health now because he had a near heart attack or some. Some type of chest pains a couple of weeks ago. I now, really don't want to laugh at that, but the way you presented it. Well, he it, tweeted it. I know. It just, he again, tweeted it. How could it be so sensitive a subject if you're tweeting no, it? No, he's totally public. Like, I had <laughs> but when, chest pains, and now I'm on When you say when he had some kind of heart attack and just roll <laughs> your hand out, I'm trying hard not to laugh well, at that. Well, it's hard to be too poignant or empathetic because he's so unhealthy. He is just the most unhealthy human being possible, so... What are you supposed to say? I mean, this guy posts relentlessly about eating fast food. 
He that, posts relentlessly about asking for more free food from the fast food. Yeah, I mean, tweeted at a new elect president to put French fries back <laughs> in cafeterias. <laughs> celebrated the day Costco brought samples back after the pandemic. Exactly. I mean, it's a total <laughs> comedy show. So, of course he had chest pains. Of course. I mean, if he didn't have chest pains, then I'd think something was wrong, you know, with... With the doctors? With, yes, <laughs> That there's so much above his heart that they can't find it when the pain's happening. So then, so then he tweets that he's, you know, he's watching his weight, he's exercising, and he's down 13 pounds. You're supposed to, at oh. this point, feel well, timeout. There was no mention of exercise. In that oh, okay. So he's, he's he's eating better. So this point, you're supposed to feel like, good on Pete. You go do it, man. Good good job. You lost 13 pounds. And he happens to also say he's tried to cut out most fried foods. Or some fried foods, I forget. Not not all. As much as possible. As much as possible. So there, so there's some fried foods that are impossible to cut out, is what he's saying. Which is that <laughs> comment gets there, me. There's just mandatory French fries right. that you have to have. Right, of course. What do you expect? So I've cut out, you know, some of the other stuff. Like the the deep fried Twinkie I don't have to have. I could just have the Twinkie. <laughs> but then twice he, fried steak. I'll only go with the one. He dares to say and I've cut out most of the soda. I only drink soda at dinner now. Now, wow. I, it just begs the question, how much soda were you drinking to where you cut out most of the soda, but you're still drinking it at every dinner time? And think of that. Lunch, after lunch, post-dinner, dessert. Look. You're, you're, that's what he cut out. That it's... I'm extremely unhealthy. We don't need to go down the hit list of knowing how unhealthy I am. I understand that. My, I think I have more awareness than Pete, and I think that's why it kills me inside that I can't control. But if I actually was faced with death and a near heart attack with two kids not out of high school, I'm not making an excuse to have a cherry Coke at dinner. Like, I can't. There's no way I would be able to live with myself. And then when asked about on social media what you did, celebrate that. It's crazy. That is crazy to me. And so these two tweets are gold unto themselves that we could have done an entire show on. But then he tops himself. He tops himself by trying to berate Twitter, officially berate Twitter for not having a blue check mark. Uh, hey, McFly, at Twitter, at Verified, uh, I have over 7,000 followers. Uh, are you noticing, guys? Have you noticed yet? And I've asked for a verified check mark two other times. You've denied me. Uh, so maybe you should get on your bleep, and maybe you should notice I'm filling in on uh. WFAN. I've got a shift coming up on Saturday night. Thank you and good night, like Mike Trot. So he's now berating Twitter for why he didn't have a blue check mark. And it should be noted. That number one, I think berating Twitter is probably the worst way to get a blue check mark. Number two, what you're arguing with a non-entity. I mean, at who's at Twitter? It's a faceless, nameless, twenty-year-old social media manager, an intern, maybe. Who's at Twitter? Well, the thing is, he wants his followers to, you know, respond and include Twitter and verify. Like Pete, how could you not be verified? You're so important to us. Of course, he got none of that. <laughs> none of that whatsoever. At Twitter, who does he think's on the other end of that Twitter? It's a kid who got hired by Twitter to go just, you know, watch this, see if anybody has any complaints. Yeah. Here, Here's the way you don't get verified is by requesting it. Because if you got to request it, it's yeah. like getting into a club. Like, if you think, if you've got to ask to get into the club, you're not important enough to be in the club. Yeah. 
I got a, a, like a DM or something like that asking me to fill out this thing that I might meet the qualifications, and I thought it was a prank. <laughs> That's how I got verified. And then to to double down on, oh, uh, and I got a shift on the fan this weekend, so uh, smarten up. It's his first shift ever, and right. he only got it. Almost died first. Only got it by, you know, trying to humiliate the young people that have already gotten shifts in front of him, gotten cracks at it, that they don't deserve it, he's deserved it. So he basically, like, again, bullied his way into the shift because management didn't want to give it to him. It's a Saturday night shift on a local radio station. No offense, but, like, that's not enough to get verified. It's right. one radio show. One. He's, right. there's not a, he doesn't host a daily show. And the overnight, too. Not a daily show. Yeah. One shift. He's got one shift, and he's like, uh, I think it's about time. You just couldn't wrap yourself in more delusion than that tweet. It is remarkable in every way. It is, but it just shows you how important he thinks he is and why you see many Islanders rolling their eyes when his name is called and they <laughs> ask him a question about the boards being put in the new arena. It, I don't think he was this bad when he worked with us. I don't think he would have done this. No, but I think that's what it is. I think he was comfortable. I think he's uncomfortable in his standing now, so he's mm. you know, looking for Brawling. that. Right. Give me the blue check. That'll help people think I'm more credible. So he gets desperate. You know, get, please, I should have this shift here because it's embarrassing to his friends that he brags about working at WFAN to or his family when, you know, kids 20 years younger than him are now getting shifts that he never got in those years. It's just, it's desperate acts where he didn't have to be as desperate before when he was working with us. It's a really bad look. I said, And this is why, by the way, we're going about Halloween. This is why it's believable when his kid makes fun of other people's decorations and says, my father's a big shot at, you know, insert radio station here. Right. Because this is what he's portraying. He is acting like a big shot. You're right. I never thought of Pete as a big egomaniac when we worked with him. I thought he was relatively humble. I mean, he did always eat and drink very poorly. I mean, he drank so many sodas when we worked, and he he ate so many bad foods when we worked. But I never thought of him as like a bullying egomaniac. But these tweets suggest otherwise. It is, and I think also when you first – Pete's a – I do think at his heart is a good guy. I, I do think that. But when you first meet Pete and you first work with Pete, you realize at the time, years ago, he was covering the Jets for WFAN, so like he kind of had like that notable, like, okay, when you go to a Jets report, it's Peter Schwartz. Like in New York, that was kind of like, okay, well, that's the Jet guy. Kind of like I'm the wiping the butt giant guy now. Like that was, a, <laughs> you know, the time will pass. That was a big deal. You know, and then you realize he, he was the voice of a lot of meaningless sports in New York, arena football, the XFL and all of that. When he runs you the hit list of, yeah, I did this, I did this, it sounds cool when you first meet him, he's a nice guy. And then when you get to know Pete and you see this persona on Twitter and then you start hearing the questions he asks and then his act gets very old quick, the problem is he's been in the same place for too long that nobody wants to hear his crap anymore. <laughs> and he hasn't moved on, so now it's all this just, oh, bullying people. And he has to do it on Twitter because those that's the only place he found people who either fake like him or really like him, you know? It's a bad mix right now. It's you a bad, bad mix. It's sad. It is sad. He's lashing out on Twitter now. He's lashing out at bosses now. Yeah, it's, it's sad. It's a bad look. Okay, before we wrap up here, Friday is the spooktacular. Katie Linnadal, unfortunately, will not be able to, to do it with us. She is in, in the middle of a speaking engagement on Friday morning at a big tech conference, so she can't join us. Uh, she might join us later on in the year. Um, 
maybe in person as well, but we'll see. So we have a, a secret guest coming up on Friday. We think that she's going to be a fantastic fill-in. She's been hip to wearing the costumes. She's joined us on the show in the past, so she's, I think, going to be a really good uh, guest to have on Friday. But I think the entire buzz around the newsroom is, what is Pete's idea here? I mean, you, Pete is so proud of it. He had to tell you. We don't tell each other you know, anything Correct. about the, the costumes every year. You are so excited about it that you felt intimidated by the by the idea. I did. And now it's, but we have to see if he can execute it. The, the hype around this is um, extraordinary. It's extremely extraordinary. Yeah, we and we did a little bit of this on Friday's show as well, DA, talking about, well, Pete's really hyped it up. And I, I have to be honest, I'm excited for the show. I'm excited for the new guests we have. But for me, costume-wise, knowing that Pete had a great idea and maybe I didn't have as great an idea... And the fact that Katie, for years, has been like, she is, forget on this show, I would say countrywide, the determiner of whether you have a good costume or not. You know, it's kind of like, all right, well, I don't even know if I could be Pete. And now I also don't have Katie to judge me. Like, that kind of leaves you in an empty mental space for Halloween. Mm, Interesting. That's kind of where I felt like. And, you know, we even made a crack. Like, are you the one determining how great costumes are? Does DA deserve that place in No, it's got to be the secret guest. It's got to be the secret guest, right? So... It's just, I found myself in a weird mental place, and I think the idea that Pete had, knowing like, it was one of those, like, damn, that's a good one. Why didn't I think of it? But now I almost feel bad because he told me, because he was super excited, I let you guys know that I know and told you how much I love the idea, that the truth of it is, I don't know how the execution will go. You can have a great idea, but then it could come really lame if you don't pay it off as a good <laughs> idea. So I still think now... Pete probably would have been better served not telling me because now I've hyped it up that if his idea is fine, but like you look at it and you're like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Like Pete can have a major letdown now as a result of opening up his mouth and frankly, you know, not getting the wow from a Katie that would really stroke his ego as well. It could be the first year of the heat where coming out of the blocks or expecting right. championships, but they end up never quite fitting together and losing in the NBA Finals. Yeah, it's it's, it's totally on the table. So any anything is possible, but I will say that Pete's uh, approach to a costume really, really made me think long. I spent Saturday and Sunday, most of my mind space was not on football, actually. Maybe that's why I couldn't come up with an idea video. And it wasn't until Sunday night that I had, aha, that's what I'm going to be. Hmm. Well, Bogues also is now upping his own ante because every year he goes as another character on the DA show. Now, he went as me a couple of years ago. In college. In college, right. College version of me. One year he was the Wizard of Watch DA, Andrew Kaplan. Right. He went as Bilotti one year, yes, right? Yes, and he nailed that, yes. Went as Bilotti one year. So, he says he's going to do it again this year, but I don't know what he's going to do. Who's left? I mean, I guess there's you left. He never did me. I I, I might take offense. Uh, if he just comes in, you know, pulling the fat, bald thing, I'm going to take a little bit of offense. <laughs> so we'll see. Things could get hairy between me and Bogus by the end of Friday if he doesn't do it right. There's a lot on the line on Friday's show. There is. And we're going to you're going to bring in your French onion dip with bacon. <laughs> yes, and I went food shopping last night. Bought the bacon. My wife put away the groceries and put the bacon in the freezer, and I I overreacted and flipped out on her that it needed to stay thawed out because I didn't want to have to unfreeze it and everything, and she didn't understand my reaction, and I had to explain. It became a whole thing. So the dips put a lot of pressure on my home life as well. So with the special guests, we're going to have the French onion dip with bacon and Dipsy Doodles in studio so that she can taste test yeah. it 
and see whether your football food of the week is legit. There's another twist on that. <laughs> and by the way, my supermarket was added dipsy doodles yesterday, so i got to go back to another one today. <laughs> and the other twist is we all are going to bring in our own Halloween candy to dip into the French onion dip to see what candy makes the best combo. Yes, and Pete already alerted me the two candies that he's picked and already went out and got them. That's how excited he is for the bit. Really? Yes. Pete's on. Pete's not missing a beat with Halloween this year. Costume idea. <laughs> he already we we discussed it within an hour. Basically, he had the two candies bought and ready to go already in his bag. Show me. These are my weapons. That's what he tells me. Pete's on. I give Pete this very motivated this Halloween. Pete's motivated. He loves that you're back. Yeah. He loves it. He's laughing so much on the other side of the glass now. He's laughing so much that I don't even understand what he's laughing at. Like I'm, he's laughing so much on the other side of the glass, and we laugh all show long, that I feel like I'm missing inside jokes between <laughs> you and him and code words. Because I'm looking, I go, what is even funny about that? Pete and I were the only ones here between July. Well, you came back. Yeah, too. I came back. I left for three weeks to have a baby. Yeah, come down. Sorry. Come down. So for that month, I guess, yes. because, well, I guess for only three weeks, because I was gone and you were here right. then. And then Bogus still wasn't back, I guess. And then he came. Yeah. He, so I guess it was just me and two weeks because Bogus came back that last week. Right. I was out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. But since you've come back, he's just been, he's been rolling. I mean, he just, he seems to be in really good spirits. Maybe it's losing weight. Could be. It could be. He's just a hat. Feels better about himself. Yeah. He's going to laugh more and live life more. Maybe that is. He's I don't know. Good. He is. He's looking good. He's laughing, and now his laughter is making me laugh. And that's one of those things where it's infectious. So that's good. But yeah, I I really there's a lot of times to laughter in the DA show. He's laughing when you shouldn't even be laughing. So I don't even know what that's about. <laughs> be here for the spooktacular on Friday morning with our special guest. Okay, on side B, I've got one request. Okay, discuss with Bogish. This crazy plot twist of Zach Gelb dating one of your sister's friends out of nowhere who he picked up at Bob's by the Bay. It doesn't end. It's the, it's, the, it's the most amazing plot twist. We just found this out yesterday. You found it out. Right. Zach didn't tell you. I guess when you go in next to the Bayou Bear and Upside Down Mike and Foxy and you plop you yourself down. Real you, good. Oh, yeah. You start looking like Brad Pitt in his prime. You start looking real good. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even, yeah, I don't even know what she looks like. and She's not bad looking. And I could just imagine, yeah, around those other guys, Gelb looks like Clooney. Right. She's, I would say she's very cute. She's not, you know, not a knockout, but very, a very solid catch. I can't believe, I can't believe you just called the girlfriend of somebody we work with not a knockout. That's just like well, such a backhanded. Well, first of all, screw him. He didn't tell me. Well, that's fair. Number two, I've known her since she was like knee high. You know, like I was a kid. She was a kid. like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I know her enough that I could say that to her face. Okay. Oh, you can? Absolutely. You're not a knockout. Yeah, I, I have definitely, <laughs> we've definitely joked around enough about it. Absolutely. I know her that well. She's that close friend of myself. She's been around forever. Well, it's not so nice to say. Oh, a, yeah, I'm sure she looks at me and says, well, I mean, boy, if, you really got those three chins down to two. I mean, come on. And it's not so nice to say about a friend's girlfriend. Well, as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't told me they're dating. Oh, so okay. that's my... So you lover. found out in a roundabout way, he didn't break the news. They've been doing it for two months. They've been dating for two months now. That's what I was told. 
and he hasn't brought he hasn't broken the news, and he picked her up at your house. Labor Day Saturday, first college football day, Miami, Alabama. I don't know what I, I guess my head was in a toilet drunk, and he's picking up <laughs> girls at my bar. So the ultimate plot twist. You've got to talk to Bogus about all of that. Okay. I mean, geez. The next I'd year, like to get his take. I it's, it's fascinating. It's really setting up for next year's Welcome to Summer show at Bob's Bar. I mean, who knows? Could become a dating show. I mean, will they be engaged by then? Ah, uh, it's <laughs> calm down. They've been, just, they've been steady for two months. Here's the problem. We have enough of the Zach Gelb on the show. I don't need Zach Gelb at, like, <laughs> close enough family events. You know, birthday parties and whatnot. Now he's just there. <laughs> Your dad's birthday. Yeah. Everywhere you look. Oh, Zach and Jamie are here. Like, what are we doing? Like, if Zach ever fills in for our show, it would be like a family show. Oh. Like, you and Zach talking about family. I just. The same family. You're twice a year with Zach outside of work I'm good with. I don't need every other weekend popping up because she's always around. If she's always around, and it's funny because I hadn't seen her in like a month and a half, which is funny that now oh, I know where she's interesting. been. interesting. So he's probably like, I, I can't just show up to Mraz's house. He doesn't know that we're dating. Yeah, I guess. Or unless like he really wants to make sure it's for real, for real, before it's like a, you know, a weird thing. I don't know. Whatever it is, I got to live with it. I mean, I'm super happy if Zach's happy, and I'm super happy if she's happy. That's great. It's just funny that of all the things, Zach picked up his girlfriend at your bar. They've been dating for two months, and he hasn't told you. Which is weird. I was stunned to a news. I thought my sister was kidding. I go, how do you even? I, I forgot Zach was even at my house. I go, how do you know Zach? I was like, we all hung out at your bar. and I'm like, what? <laughs> and he met her there? What? And they've been going to dinners? And what? I go, you don't tell me? She goes, well, why would I tell you? I thought Zach would tell you. I go, well, he hasn't. Oh, <laughs> while his Matt Rule team is, is playing the Giants? I didn't. There was a lot of pressure. So if you understand how a jersey got the butt wiped, that's how you know. <laughs> okay. All right, more on that coming up on Side B. Hucka, 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 how to do to do. It's Mraz here on Side B. How are you? Uh, Yes, a fun side A just now with DA and I. And now to bring in the bogeyman of all bogeymen. His name is Andrew Bogish, and we bogey on with him. Bogey, hello. Hey, Shawnee. How are you? I'm doing great, Bogue. So uh, we're going to start this off right where DA left it. He wanted to get your thoughts, and, and let's go right there. The wiping also was, I was so tired of the Matt Rule love, too. Well, you just hate Gelb. Yeah, that played into it. It absolutely played into it. Now I find out Gelb's dating my sister's best friend. There's a whole thing going on. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, and he didn't even tell me this. Oh. <laughs> Gelb her, didn't? No, picked her up at Bob's by the Bay during that week one college what? football when he picked up. Yeah, I find this out Sunday. Oh, when he was at your house for eight hours? Yeah, picked up my sister's best friend. They've been dating for two months now. I didn't know any of this. My sister knows. She's in a group chat, apparently, with Zach Gelb and this girl. I get blindsided by this at halftime as we're winning 5-3. I, you know, I got Carolina Panthers onesies being sent to me. Then I got Digital going, hey, if they win this game, we really need a positive reaction. Screw that. I had enough of Gelb. I had enough of Matt Rule. I wiped my butt with the jersey. In hindsight, I look back and I go, hey, I don't really even like the way I, I was viewed there. But hey, it was a lot bearing on me with this giant Panther game, and I didn't expect to win. Zach Gell, bit of an arch nemesis at times on the show, yet a frenemy, so to speak. I mean, we do have fun with him and all of that. He picks up my sister's friend at my backyard bar's grand opening the first Saturday of college football. They've been seeing each other, going out to dinners, this, that, and the other thing. 
Uh, I believe this is a girlfriend. I believe it's a girlfriend situation. I mean, he hasn't put anything on social media. Let's know it's official, but that was the indication I was given by my sister. I was blindsided by this news Sunday during the Giants-Panthers game. Can we get your thoughts? There's a lot of things to unpack here. First of all, I wonder... Is like your sister, like, is there any criticism for her for not telling you before yesterday? Like, did she need to let, if she's on, because you said she was in some kind of like group text with him and this girlfriend, like, should she have given you a heads up sooner? Should Zach have given you a heads up? I don't know the answer to that. There's also, well, I want to give Zach Hold on, hold on. Before you go to number two, let me just say this. I'm not going to criticize my sister. Believe me, you know me. I love throwing family under the bus. I'm yeah. not going to criticize my sister here because the way she mentioned it to me during the game, we had brought up Zach Gelb and Matt Rule, and she just mentioned, like, uh, you know, oh, you know, yeah, they went to a nice restaurant. I'm like, with Jamie. I'm like, who? Like, she casually mentioned it like I knew that they were hanging out a bunch, and she was stunned mm. that I didn't know because, in her opinion, you know, from her angle, it's her friend that I just know because she's been around forever and, you know, it's kind of like family. And in, in, in to her, Zach's, you know, my friend. So to her, she feels like, well, in this situation, why wouldn't Zach have told you that? Wow, that's weird that you yeah. don't know that. That kind of deal. So I can't kill her. Yeah. For All right. That. So, so that's Zach's fault. To Zach's credit, um, picking up a girl at all is always impressive to me because any girlfriend I've ever had, including my wife, was my friend first, and like took time to break her down and make her think that I was cool and go out with me. So like the fact that he picked up a girl and they're in some form of relationship that quickly from your backyard barbecue in a whole room of strangers, basically. I think that's pretty impressive, maybe, by Zach for Zach's skills. But then the most important thing is this. And this came up a Monday's show, and I can't now remember the specifics of it, but we were talking about people, like, stealing bits or borrowing bits. And DA said, well, what if Zach Gelb did this? And I was about to interject that, like, we've had this conversation before with, like, Gelb has, like, put up similar, like, poll questions to us. He's put them up during our show, not during his show on the main account, which has confused the audience. So, like, Zach, you know, and he has, he's got his whole, his thing with Connor versus our thing with Connor. <laughs> so, like, Zach has tried to kind of elbow his way in, I, we feel like, to the DA world. And now he's doing it on a social level. Now he's infiltrating the backyard bars. He's infiltrating your sister's life. And if this gets any more serious, he might be around you a lot more now. So, I mean, this is a pretty significant play by him to really wedge his way into your universe. You know, and this plays very much into a lot of the jokes we've made about, you know, the inner circle and it not, you know, growing as much. I could tell you that there are two couples that are married in me and my wife's lives that it was my wife's friend and my friend, and they are married. Two different couples that have met via meeting at some kind of function that involved us. And they have gotten married as a result and been married now for quite some time. On top of that, Danielle's cousin has now, going on six months, gotten into a serious relationship with one of my friend's brothers who's always around. You know, he's a friend too, but, you know, really I was friends with his brother first. They are now dating in a serious relationship. They actually met at the original Bob's Bar. And now you have Zach Gelb, who this whole thing started by that, that going into that Labor Day weekend, he was going to be on Long Island. His parents live on Long Island, not far from me. Hey, what are you doing for the college football games? I said, I'm actually opening up my new bar. My house is done. Why don't you come on over? 
you know, one of those things you invite him and then you think he probably won't come over. He absolutely came over. And not only did he come, I told him, absolutely, you know, we're watching college football games, we're hanging at the bar, bring what, you know, feel comfortable, bring a friend or two. He came solo with his beer, everything like that. So to come solo to an environment that you only know me, and obviously I'm making the rounds, hanging out with everybody, we're watching the games, it was very casual. And to end up walking out of there, seeing a girl like that is impressive. I will give Zach credit, that's impressive, but it also ties into. I mean, how many couples do I need around me that met via me or my yeah. wife? It's a I lot know. now. That would be four. Two married, one serious, one I'm just finding out about. And now a couple at Bob's Bar by the Bay, a couple at regular Bob's Bar, uh, you know, a couple couples that met at my parents' backyard before there was a bar. You know, people really don't stray. It really don't stray. It's it's ridiculous almost. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's unbelievable. There's something in the air. It's, it's, it's almost like it's creating – it's. The, the bar itself is creating its own crowd by bringing people back and connecting them. You're going to have kids soon from these relationships, so there's more people, well, more I mean, little we're ones making a around. Big, big jump from Zach taking a girl to Applebee's to having kids here. Make it a big no, jump. but you said two of them are married. I mean, oh, I'm yeah, assuming oh, yeah, they yes. might have kids. The One other relationship might have kids. kids. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, see, that. so, I mean, think of all of those people exist because of a backyard in the Morash family, and it's only getting started. This is just the beginning of it. Who, who knows? Look, he might get married again. You never know. <laughs> DA, <laughs> DA might might marry, might want to get married like for a fourth time in your yeah. backyard. There's a lot of stuff we, going on back we, there. We both witnessed uh, Notre Dame quarterback Jack Cohn's uncle meeting and dating a girl at Bob's Ball. Right. But that has ended, right? So I mean, yes, we've gone the full circle with that ended, one. Which is just incredible. So like, to, to for you all to be listening to this going, wow, okay, so there's people that Sean knows, people that other people know in his life, and they're meeting. We're actually giving you a, a D1 quarterback on a start team. We're telling you his family members dating a girl at Bob's Bar, which is unbelievable, too. The whole thing, it just it doesn't end. So I'm anxious to see now, like, we're going to have openly talked about this on the show. We're going to have talked about this on the PGP. I wonder if Zach gets wind of this and comes to me and be like, oh, yeah, I didn't tell you. I also want to say that my my sister was listening to the end of the show, and she has texted me since saying, you know, you're giving Zach a lot of credit. I really was the one that set them up. So she now is looking for bows that she set him up. But then on the flip side, I just told you she's not to blame. If she set him up, maybe she should have told him. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a new wrinkle. Like if she was – if she literally was just like – you guys should go out. Like if she was really the driving force behind this, then why wouldn't she go, hey, I just got your buddy to go out with my friend. Would you say her name was Jamie? Like why yes. wouldn't that be a very simple By thing way, to tell you? I love it. We're just giving the name away of the person Zach's seeing now. Her name's Jamie. No, we didn't folks. say her last name. Her name's Jamie, folks. Uh, so, all right. Now, on the other side of this, DA brought up inside a Pete just seems to be cackling, happy as a pig, and you know what, laughing up a storm with me in studio. I mean, he's laughing at things. I don't even know what he's laughing at. But I have to say, I think he sabotaged me a little bit. DA admitted that he sabotaged me on Monday. You did the show with me. Me and you did it. I thought a wonderful show on Friday. I didn't think it was that zany and out of the realm as you had brought up. But the football food of the week, I thought, was a winner. Obviously, I was trying to – the whole point was, hey, think of a different kind of chip, you know, a different style of chip. Obviously, it didn't go over well. It let us down a dipsy doodle well. Pete, saving that for no reason as a rejoiner to play specifically so DA would hear it, knowing it would set DA off, I thought was bad by a co-worker in Pete. Oh, no, 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 no. It was not bad at all. It was the best part of the whole thing um, because you just you did not do a good job picking 
the food of the week. Adding dipsy doodles to the mix here is just is still it's insufficient. We said on Friday, we said it on Monday, but Pete doing that is exactly what needed to be done. Although I will say, and this has nothing to do with Pete, I just assumed that DA would have known that that he would not have needed the audio push from Pete, but he did. So I'm glad that Pete did it because that could not have gone unnoticed by DA. He needed to know about that. I assumed he would have found it on his own, but since he did it, thank goodness. Pete played that clip. My assumption was I knew DA would know about it, but my assumption was he would have found out Friday when I, you know, we did the picks and he might have asked, oh, what was last week's food? And it could have come up then. Blindsided to start a week on a Monday is very touch and go if you're Pete because, you know, DA handled it well, but that, you know, you never know with DA. Some things anger him more than others. You never know what's going to tick him off. There are some things I do where you're like, wow, he really seems aggravated with me today. You know, <laughs> if that really would have aggravated him, which, again, it's food. It shouldn't have anyway. Maybe I'm overthinking this. You set the standard for a bad week with Halloween. He can't be doing that. Yeah, no, I think the week's going to be okay. I think you'll rally from this because you always do. And I think when somebody throws a candy, you know, some candy at you, you'll be fine this weekend. So I don't think Pete did anything wrong here. All right. Well, something to keep in mind. Watch out for Pete, the backstabbing leech. Okay. <laughs> you can follow Bogish, follow you on Twitter. At Andrew Bogish. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CBS. Have a spooky Halloween, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Healthy baby skin starts from the bottom. Pampers Swaddlers diapers absorb wetness away from the skin better than the leading value brand with up to 100% leak-proof protection to help keep your baby's skin dry. Don't forget to pair Pampers diapers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes. They clean better and are five times stronger than Huggies Natural Care for easy cleanup without fear of tearing, no matter the (laughs) mess. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand.